la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Hey guys, James here. Wanted to let you know about our sponsor this week, 80stees.com. I suggest everyone go over and take a look at their catalog of amazing t-shirts and merchandise. Everything from 80s movies, cartoons, TV shows, music shirts, wrestling, superheroes, video games, horror, but not just the 80s. They got the 70s, 90s, early 2000s. So go on, take a look at 80stees.com, and when you get to the checkout, make sure to use promo code BFOP to get an additional 30% off. Hey guys, just wanted to let you know, the gripping action-packed thriller, Every Last One of Them, is now available on digital and on demand. When ex-Black Ops soldier Jake Hunter is desperate to find his missing daughter, he goes on a merciless quest for revenge to bring those responsible to justice. Buy or rent Every Last One of Them and watch it today. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and we put them on our big list of action movies. With me as always are my hosts, oh I'm John, and with me as always are my co-hosts, James. Yeah! And Dustin. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> so we're back uh, for another week, we another another movie, we're out of Spooktoberfest. Yeah, we're back yeah. to the normal. How, how was the last episode? I didn't ask you guys before we started. Have you not listened to it? Yeah, yet? James, you no. wasn't here for our previous episode, uh, so I didn't watch the movie. John did not watch the movie. What? I watched the <laughs> wrong movie. You watched this movie. <laughs> I watched the wrong movie. No, so we made do. I did. Oh my god! Can't wait for you to edit it, bud. Oh, so fuck! I kind of inter- I just kind of ask questions. <laughs> Oh shit! I didn't want to do the episode. I said, "Well, and we should, we should." What? How did you watch the wrong movie? So I scrolled up and I read text messages. Okay. And I just didn't scroll back far enough for oh. context. So it said it was um, the movie we're about to talk about. Yeah. So I oh. watched this, and I was really, really proud of myself. So does that mean you watched this twice? No. Oh. I watched oh. this one time. How are you going to remember every uh, action-packed <laughs> the, moment? The four things that happened in this movie? Yeah. Um, wow. That's... I mean, it was bound to happen at some point. <laughs> I, I felt really bad because I had actually... I thought I was actually doing a really good job. I'm like, James isn't here. I am going to be on top of this. I am going to watch the movie. Like I watched the movie like in advance. Like it wasn't a last minute thing. Uh Like I watched it like on my a day off. So I watched it like in the middle of the day. Like this is I'm I've got this. Uh (laughs) And then it all fell apart. Okay. 
So I, I, mean, I think it turned out fine. I can't wait to edit it. You're going to hate it. It's <laughs> going to be horrible. Uh, I thought I was hoping that you'd already. We had a consummate professional here. Uh-huh. And then he was playing both roles. Oh, okay. He was fighting with himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arguing with himself. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so welcome back, James. Mm-hmm. You've been gone. You were on vacation for a week. I was on vacation. Visiting the is it, I don't know, middle of Canada. Um, I think they call it the east. Around right here we call it the east. I think it's the center of the universe, Ontario. <laughs> That's the one. That so? is the one. Did you watch any movies or anything while you were there? Sure did. What did you watch while you were away? I watched the new Bond flick. Oh, me too. Yeah? Yeah. Well, what did you think of it? <laughs> uh, I liked it, but holy shit, was it long. It was really long. Uh, I'm surprised I lasted as long. Yeah, no kidding. I was I was fatigued by the end of that one. Um, I did find the first part of it was just like, I know Bond in itself is a cliche, mm-hmm. so... But it's just, uh, it's just, there was stuff where I'm just like, really? I'm just like, so, of course he's got to do this because he's Bond and I don't know. We're going to have to have a more specific conversation later. I'm curious. I think it's a little too new to kind of dive into spoilers. Yeah, it's pretty new still. Yay or nay, thumbs up. Do you recommend? Um, Sure. <laughs> Why not? not? Overwhelming. I mean, I think if you have enjoyed the overall Daniel Craig yeah. Bond series, then you need to see this one because it's like the send off. Um, I mean, I think they were trying to be cute with a bunch of things and it just didn't really work for me. But, um, you know, there was a lot of action. Yeah, there's really good action. It's just that there's so much stuff. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, uh, didn't like the ending, but uh, uh-huh. anyway, so watch that, and then uh, I'm I'm almost done Squid Games, so right, which leads into what I watched. I finished Squid Games, Squid Game. Squid so I don't Game. want to give anything away because it's usually I don't care about spoilers, and you can just deal with it. You bunch of pussies. They all <laughs> die except for one. <laughs> I think that's the premise of the show. Well, yeah, I mean. Um, I'm not going to say who dies and who doesn't, and if more people die than one, or say if more people survive. But overall, I'm proud of myself for calling two big character reveals. Okay. Which we'll, we can talk privately about that, James. Okay. Dustin, because you haven't watched it at all yet. Are no, you, no. Do you plan on watching it? Yeah, I do want to watch it, but you uh, know, right now I'm a little caught up in my horror my horror shit. I think it's really good. Um, there's another show that came out uh, in 2020. I don't know if you guys have heard of it called Alice in Borderland. Yeah, yeah. You you talked about that. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually, Alice in Borderland is a show that's really similar to this in the sense that it's characters playing a game. Mm -hmm. Um, It just feels a bit, Alice in Borderland feels a bit more big budget than this. Because this this really has like a a, squid game, has a real low budget, grimy feel to it. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of characters. Does that add to it or take away from it? I think it adds to it. Yeah. I think what they've done with like this, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, there's not a lot of like background. James always talks about the Bloomhouse method of making a horror film, right? Like limited number of actors, sets, all that kind of stuff. And I, I think what Squid Game does really well is, is it um, does a lot with a little as far as set design goes. 
Well, yeah, it's just the whole design of the show. Yeah, makes it all simplified. It's right. super simple, and the music is like every. They spend the money in in a good way mm-hmm. to really come up with a really cool. <laughs> um, the worst part of the movie show, one of the worst part of the show, is trying to figure out how much money is actually at stake because they use won instead of. Yeah, uh, I have no idea. So I had to much. look it up, and it, like, I'll, uh, there's points where he's like asking for like twenty thousand won. I think it's, it's like, called. Is won. it like twenty bucks or something? It's like yeah, it's like twenty one dollars, nineteen dollars, yeah, something right. like that. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It's good. It's good. I mean, I I think that maybe in a by the time you get onto watching it, Dustin, I think we can probably have a spoiler full conversation about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll but, try to watch it as soon as possible. Once uh, I mean, we're recording this. It's still October, even though we're done with our Spooktober episodes. Yeah, it's still October. I so. think that uh, something that's crazy about it is though is like people are talking about how like oh man, it's so like fucked up and it's so disturbing and it's like well. I yeah, don't, I don't think so. But did you watch like like I was raised on the mm-hmm. fucking like uh, the this weird gory fucked up battle royale shit? You know what I mean? Like if you've watched battle royale, like this you, isn't anything necessarily gonna I, I think, bother you or something. I think maybe for like the general population that like right because this is like isn't this like the most watched Netflix show ever now? So yeah, you've got a yeah. lot of normies watching this. So so thing. people that spend their evenings watching like seals and seal six or whatever. NCIS and fucking NCIS. If you're watching NCIS, La Brea. Yeah, there's a really 911. funny... 911. There's a really... 911, yeah. There's a couple of those. Do you guys know who Tim Pool is? No. He's this, uh, like, alt-right fucking asshole on the internet. And uh, there's this clip going around today about him, and he's like, uh, I think we should talk about Squid Game. Um, so, like, I didn't find it overtly political. But apparently, it uh, the writer says it is, and then the person's like, "Yeah, the the creator says it's very political." He's like, "Well, I'll tell you what I think. This is very anti-communism," and it's like, "No, man, this entire show is like absolutely anti-capitalism. It is like a total teardown of capitalism, and uh, like this is the natural evolution of like what capitalism is, because it's all about like rich people and poor people and like." that kind of stuff so all that stuff is really interesting so it's it's kind of interesting to hear about how like people are manipulating the show to like fit their fit their agenda but yeah hmm. oh, it's interesting that's typical mainstream <laughs> media john uh, so my <laughs> bullshit one, my one really big question about the show is 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 it gonna actually survive to another season like are, is that hype gonna last Hmm. I mean, it, to me, it feels like a flash in the pan a little bit. Yeah, I haven't finished the show, and I feel like it should just end. It's well, a, and the other thing is, not everything needs to be a fucking ongoing series. No. You could tell a story in one season and have and that be can, good. That I'll, I'll say that that I think this show deserves probably three seasons because it asks, it creates a world, and it asks certain questions that you really want answered. Hmm. So it, it creates a situation in which, kind of like, um, this isn't a good perfect but like a john wick scenario where you want to know okay like this has been going on for this long what's how did it start does this world work yeah how does the world work like and you want to see kind of like introduction to the world explanation of the world like takedown of the world like 
that would be the natural arc of a three series, like a three season. I don't yeah. know, James. You haven't finished it yet, but I haven't finished it. So they could have had it wrapped up in one season. They didn't. I don't think they created a situation in which that would be satisfying. But okay. it was good. I, I liked it. I am very curious about that. So I want to talk about my four-year-old is watching. Uh-oh. Squid uh, Games. I he's watching kids Squid Games. I'm like <laughs> kids Squid Games. He's got he's got his he's got his little like uh, i not iPad but whatever tablet thing. I'm like, what are you watching? And I click on it, and he's watching. So his new favorite show, Goosebumps. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. He likes the monsters. <laughs> he's like, Dad, look this one. They're all drowning. <laughs> Um. Like, what? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. He's watching yeah. uh, the Fear Street, the Fear Street, nineteen ninety four. No, he's not stuff. watching those yet. But he's, yeah, he's. Uh, so he's in. He's into the Goosebumps. Cool. So cool. I don't know if I'm raising healthy kids with well, no well, fear. You, you know, there's no way to know until it's too late. <laughs> anyway, Justin, what the are signs you were there. What are you watching? <laughs> Uh, just a couple of quick things. I, my wife and I went to go see Friday the 13th projected on the wall of the old morgue in the Vancouver police museum last week. Uh, so that was pretty fun. They do this thing where they, (laughs) (laughs) what's funny about that? You don't want to watch a movie in a morgue. I'm sorry. That's like the (laughs) most. That just seems so. The whitest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yo, like. We totally went to like the old police morgue and we projected. They do it every Halloween. They project horror movies on the wall. Halloween on the wall? October. (laughs) I mean, I just find it funny. It's like such a fucking hipster bullshit thing to do. It's a white guy in his like. I mean, I would watch it. 30s, 40s. But just trying to... Well, we were the youngest people there. It was all, like, old fucking people there watching it. Those sick fucks. I I just... I feel like this is something I would overhear a bunch of fucking hipsters talking about, like, oh, yeah, well... No, uh, tryhards. Tryhards, sure. Yeah, well, (laughs) I went to the old police morgue, and I watched uh, Halloween on... (laughs) Did you guys break? Did you guys break in and watch it yourself? No, it was organized by the police auxiliary <laughs> committee. Uh, they did it as a fundraiser for the uh, for their uh, their lawyer fees for beating up. Yeah, thin for, blue line. Yeah, it was a thin blue. You guys are no fun. It was you a, like I'm a sorry. spooky season. I'm sorry. No, no, continue. <laughs> No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. All right, moving on from that. No, that sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Though. Uh, saw the new Halloween Kills movie. Did not like it. I'm excited for it. I've heard I've heard Halloween negative kills. reviews, but I've also heard like it's just a complete fucking gory mess. I mean, the, it's worth watching for the kills alone, James. You will love the kills in this movie. It's, oh, yeah? It is brutal. It's a middle one of a three-part arc, so I'm willing... To, I'm always willing yeah, to give the second movie it a is huge that. break. You're gonna need to. <laughs> the story is shit. The dialogue is bad. It's so weird. It's the same, and, it's the same, uh, same everybody. Same people, same everyone involved. Because I loved the first one. Yeah, I rewatched the first one right before watching yeah. the new one. First one's still fucking great. This one... Not good, but the kills alone, you might think it's worth watching for that. All right, 
Uh, I mean, and the score still smokes, of course. Like, you can't, you can't avoid that. Um, but uh, what, I got a movie for you, James. You guys got actually both of you probably enjoy this. Uh, this movie on Tubi called Night Killer. This is a 1990 Italian movie. It's directed by two guys, Bruno Mattei and Claudio Fragasso, who are both like two of the most schlocky of all Italian filmmakers. They're the ones who really make a lot of um, these kind of unofficial sequels to things and stuff. Like uh, Bruno Mattei made uh, Jaws 5 and he made Shocking Dark, which in Italy was released as Terminator 2 before actual Terminator right. 2 came out and stuff like that. So this one, Night Killer, in Italy it was released as Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 before there was one. Right. Man, is there, and is this, there a bigger set of balls in the <laughs> Italian film fucking industry? Well, this one's especially hilarious because there is no chainsaw at any point in the movie and the killer wears a mask and a glove that look like Freddy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm reading this. <laughs> so it has like nothing to do with Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, a serial killer with a rubber like Freddy Krueger mask terrifies the city of Ven- Virginia Beach. <laughs> it is fucking hilarious. I mean, uh, my God, I don't know. It's just like the line, every line reading is like a revelation of acting. Like it is like, <laughs> holy shit, how did this, how nice. did he make this? I think I've asked this before. What exactly is Tubi? Tubi is a free app where you can watch uh, movies and TV shows. You just have to watch ads. Like right? in the middle? Yeah. It'll just How cut many in. It'll, times? Cut in. It'll cut in with like three or four ads and then you go back to your movie. Ugh, like you're so every, lame, John. Every like you 15 don't know. minutes? Mm, I'd say like maybe every half an hour. Maybe? Those that know, know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's got tons of sh- shitty campy horror shit on it. And so I use it all the time. But It's got uh, some shitty action movies too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of action stuff. Um there's like mainstream stuff on there too, but I mostly use it for all the, <laughs> for all the garbage. But man, I think you guys will really get a kick out of Night Killer. I was watching it and I was just like every fucking line of dialogue. I'm like, what? <laughs> like the way that it's delivered. I don't even know how you could get someone to deliver to it do- like this. <laughs> like it's amazing. Wow. Okay. So I had a lot of fun with that movie. It's, I mean, watch it. don't get me wrong. It's fucking awful, but I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, uh, that's what I've been watching. Speaking of Tubi, I watched this movie. The movie we're about to talk about on Tubi. Patreon pick. Wes. <laughs> Wes, here you go. <laughs> here you go. True legend. <laughs> James, roll the trailer. <laughs> So this week we have a Patreon pick from Wes. We watched uh, 2010's. Uh, it's a, a Chinese film. Um, I'm not going to say the Chinese name because that would be just embarrassing. <laughs> uh, we watched True Legend. Uh, so let me read this out here. Uh, China, 1861. Uh, after rescuing the the Qing prince from rebels, General Su retires to start a martial arts school. His foster brother betrays him, and Sue barely survives. Sue has a new enemy to defeat. It's pretty shitty. Synopsis. Yeah, that is well, a bad It also synopsis. only explains the first of this two-part movie. Yes. This is truly a two-parter. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's even like a title card in, before the next movie. Yeah, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, but yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the structure, the structure is not is not good. I, don't I think. also didn't understand. There's a lot I don't understand about mm-hmm. this movie, but it's just like the brother-in-law, is it, or stepbrother, well, or, it's or step, foster it's a, brother? It's a foster brother slash step foster brother slash brother-in-law. Okay, right. Because he marries yes. his foster sister. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. But there's like this weird, obviously he's just, he's really upset because his foster dad killed his real dad. Mm-hmm. Which we don't talk about in the opening scenes with these two characters. So like the movie opens, cold open, these guys are invading this pretty cool looking like mountain fortress thing to free their, their what is it, their prince? Um, yeah. Didn't like the CG. Oh, with the knives. Yeah. Okay. And stuff so the first film? thing you have to get out of you have to address in this film is that this is a heavily uh, like 2010, so like like late 2000, early late early 2000s <laughs> um, Chinese film that is very very heavily CG. Yeah, I think most of the CG is used for stuff like these when they throw those knives and stuff like that. There's some of that, and then like, there's also, some like there's the some background stuff. But that yeah. that that fortress apparently was a real place that they shot at. Oh. Okay, but they uh, all, they didn't really. They, there's tons of wire work. Like oh yeah, wire work. There's wire work. So this is a wire foo movie. Yeah, wire foo movie with lots of CGI blood. I don't mind the wire foo stuff at all. Um, for me, it's. Some of the CG stuff looks pretty dated at this point. I don't think I like wire foo. Yeah, oh, I, I I suspected that I, I, when I was watching. We haven't it, really done a, a wire. F- well, no, we did Fist of Legend with Jet Li, which is a wire foo movie. Yeah, but that's also a, choreographed by the guy that directed this movie. It's Yuen also Wu very Ping. much cooler. <laughs> well, it's a little more grounded in reality. So there's a few things going on here. Let's just uh, establish sort of what the movie is before we get into the details. It's a it's a wuxia movie, which is a genre in China of like um, a period piece, sort of ancient China, and often they're like a, have a fantasy or folklore sort of mythology elements to them. Mm-hmm. So they're not like grounded in reality, like say a Jackie Chan movie is usually. Right. Um, and so this is definitely in that but wait, camp. Why does it turn into a Jackie Chan movie? Oh, <laughs> oh at, the end? at the we'll end, get, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's also like yeah, this is like a traditional kung fu film. Like I said, I think that the it means well, there's, so there's yeah, so it's they talk about wushu, which is just martial arts yeah. in the movie, but um, but they, wushu means there's wushu and there's wuxia, which are two different things. Oh, okay. Sorry, wuxia is the genre of period piece uh, oh, stuff. Okay. Uh, wushu knows, wushu is the martial art. Just means literally means martial arts. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a type of martial arts movie. It's not your standard grounded kung fu kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so, you know, you might, that might not be your thing. Like this is more in the crouching tiger camp than the right drunken master camp, even though we'll get into some drunken master as it yes. goes on. Now, Yoon Wu Ping, the guy that directed this movie, he's mostly known for his choreography. Not, he, he has directed a bunch of movies, but he's mostly known for his choreography. And like in the West, we know him for choreographing like the matrix Oh, okay. and he choreographed crouching tiger, all this stuff in that. Uh, Fist of Legend, which we did do on the show. But uh, he did also direct the first Drunken Master movie with Jackie Chan way back in the day. So I think that's why we get that sort of third 
sort of section of the movie where we go into this whole other thing. Um, and he directed another early Jackie Chan movie too. So super experienced guy in terms of making Kung Fu yeah, movies. Yeah, I believe he came out of retirement to do this movie. Yeah, he hadn't directed a movie since like 96 yeah. before he made this one. I, so my, my thing, I think that pretty much a lot of money was behind the film. It got people interested in watching it. I'm sorry, coming out to do it. But then it just, it, it always, it just fell apart in production because it was, is a cr- critical and um, financials like failure. Yeah. This movie it was lost a, it was a, a ton of money. It was a definitely a financial failure. I think it cost like 20 million to make and it made only like not even 7 million. Yeah, I think it made like six and a half million. Well, I just feel like the script was horrible. Script is, is bad. I, I agree. Um, and that's, a lot of that is like the way that it's structured, which we've already alluded to, but like, it's not like, it's not a movie where I connected to the characters mm-hmm. and I didn't get into the plot. So yeah, well let's let's just break down what that is first because I want to talk about things I did and did not like about yeah. There, the plot. there is lots of things to so like. Pretty much what you have is, um, what's the hero's name? Sue. So, okay, so Sue. He uh, he's this uh, he's the army. He's amazing. He saves his uh, yeah. Prince. They, they stage that raid. I thought that was really. I mean, that kind of gave me some Lord of the Rings like Chinese take oh, on Lord much. of the Rings kind of thing. It was very much that like that like. Um, Oh, fables or whatever you want to yeah, call it. Super fantasy. And it was super fa- fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, it was like, okay, cool. Like I'm totally down for this like crazy ride. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they, 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 to kill all these people, the, the, the red guys. Yeah. I thought that was a cool opening sequence. Uh, cause they're red. I think like the people they attack, uh, I think they're wearing the red and the other guys are black. Oh, you might be right. I can't remember. The, well, the, I, yeah. I thought they switched it because later on he comes back, the brother-in-law and I thought he was wearing the opposite. Yeah. Then cause he becomes the prince or the, the, the governor, the governor of that territory. Yeah. So he's now wearing so their, once they had freed the prince, the, they want to promote Sue and be like, you're going to be the new governor. He's like, Oh, actually I don't want to do that. I want to go back home. And perfect my kung fu, basically. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. yeah, and like he's a pure. Like, he's set up in this very typical Chinese style of filmmaking, where it's all about like honor and family. And he's setting it up where he's like, "No, I'm going to go do the right thing, and I want you to do this." Right, like, and they're I, like, "Oh, I don't trust your brother," and he's like, "Oh no, he's he's cool." <laughs> but this is the kind of the, some of the where the bad writing comes in because in those opening scenes where he's talking to his foster brother or whatever and he's like no you stay you be the governor i'm gonna go back home we don't have like an impression of of what these characters are yet other than like oh he's the brother and the guy one guy doesn't like him i thought in those opening in that scene where they have like uh they are sitting by the river yeah they're drinking a lot of drinking in this about to share a drink i was like oh okay no this is about like a conflicted relationship between a, a brother and an adoptive brother or whatever. I mean, sort of, but that they're no, they're actually good with each other. Yeah. They seemed that, like they were cool. Like and, and he was like, no, no, it's cool, man. Like you stay, he's like, he loves his brother, he but loves, apparently that is not, not a feeling that is reciprocated. I, I got the feeling that it was going to be like, Oh no, this is going to come to a head later on, but it's going to be much more, yeah, dramatic, c- conflicting. Right. Yeah. Like there's going to be a lot more emotions. Be going more on. complex. Yeah. Of a situation. And it turns out to just be like, oh no, this is just a straight up like, 
so yeah, he goes. Back, I hate you. Yeah, he just goes home to learn his kung fu, and then it's like what it's supposed to be like five years later or something. Yeah, I don't know. He shows up. He comes back as the governor, the evil brother, and he's just straight. And he's evil. straight up evil now. There's no yeah. like we don't see a transition or like oh like oh we didn't realize. And they're just like oh yeah, you know how like your dad killed our dad, <laughs> and like oh like oh what <laughs> like he's just yeah. like all this stuff sort of like jammed in. It feels like, um, and then raised you as his own son. Well, now he's back to kill. <laughs> to kill you i mean even the grandfather's like i'm worried he's gonna come back because i killed his dad <laughs> oh yeah the dad is all of a sudden like, oh that's a big thing yeah the, yeah all of a sudden like the dad finds out that lee is coming back um and is like oh hey hold on a second like i don't think this is a good idea i totally like, killed his dad yeah it's like <laughs> but, but apparently it's an open secret like but everybody then knows Sue's like oh no it's cool like he raised him like your own son and he knows why you killed his dad because he was trying to learn the five deadly evil. venoms uh, which was rad i'm glad they brought the thing that like that i think that was really cool to bring the the five deadly venoms in yeah i thought that was a kind of a cool thing yeah, I don't think it was quite called exactly the same title, but it was something close to the, 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 the classic was, kung fu movie that, we, venoms, that we've yeah. done on the show. And they show they they change it a little bit because they show Lee punching into um, these like bowls full of like creatures, like like yeah, snakes like toxic and shit creatures. But yeah. like it, they don't tra- they change it up a little bit because there's like a tarantula in there instead of like right. a toad and stuff like that. Like. Yeah, so it, it's definitely playing with those ideas that we've seen in other movies. Which I think could like, all this stuff is sounds cool on paper. Mm-hmm. It yeah, just yeah. doesn't. They don't. It doesn't translate at all. I mean, some of it looks cool. Like I like the look of the bad, the evil brother. Sorry, what is his name? Uh, call him Lee. Lee. Well, he's also got all that metal. Yeah, he's on got him. the metal armor that's like grafted to his skin. He looks like a fucking Mortal Kombat character or something. He does. Yeah. And it it, it seems cool. Yeah. It's just so flat. Yeah. And so, like, for me, most of what I enjoyed was the fighting. I do like wire foo stuff. Uh, I, I think probably because of going back to, like, a Fist of Legend movie. Uh, this one's a more elaborate than that in terms of how things are done. But but it's not. But, I mean, I, I've i seen a lot of these types of movies. Like, Iron like, Monkey is another movie like that with Donnie like, Yen. It's like, like, like Hidden Tiger. Was, oh, you know, no. Well, Crouching Tiger Crouching is Tiger. a much more... Cinematic. artful and yeah. sophisticated movie I, I think this movie just is con- is confused it kind of wants to do a lot of things yeah, it, wants it wants to do a lot of everything. things I think it's the script is fucking horrible yeah well because you don't it doesn't give you an opportunity to uh, get behind the characters really like you're just kind of watching them do their thing but you're not like invested in their story and what happens like you know, after he has the, you know, he's, he kills their dad and then Sue comes back and fights him on the dock, which I thought was a really cool fight sequence. Apparently it took 15 days to shoot that one fight sequence. That's a cool so uh, that's, set. Yeah. Yeah. And there's cool locations. So, too. Yeah, so I would say that that there's the opening fight sequence uh, where the attack sequence where they attack mm-hmm. the the red people to save the prince. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I did too. Um, I like how they have like the archers and they have like the, that's all well really done well um i think when when lee comes back there's a lot of really cool stuff in there like those fights go on for quite a long time yeah no i and think the fights are good i mean I, for it's me. fun how they move forward towards like you end up at the river yeah yeah uh and then like 
you know, he's trying to like hit him, but the, he's got the metal armor stuff and mm-hmm. it's just like bouncing off. It's not hurting him. So his Kung Fu isn't effective against him. And then he gets all fucked up, but he spares him and throws him in the, I don't know if you like, can count that as sparing him because he throws him in the river that goes like right over a waterfall. And then I thought it was a crazy decision. The wife, the guy, the bad guy's sister, is like jumps in. she jumps in she's like hey take care of my son dives <laughs> <And laughs> yeah. in after her husband i was like oh she left her kid behind that's kind of fucked up yeah that always makes me just feel uncomfortable like this is a like a jap not japanese uh chinese but there's always these cultural things i feel like especially from chinese films that are pushed in and it just makes me feel like oh yeah this was a rule like you had to make this character do this this is so stupid. You think so? It's like, uh, what, it's some sort of like honor the husband kind of well, thing it's or some, something? Well, it's some kind of just like, can you imagine if there was like a a board of like culture in Canada that was like, uh, I think it would be really good if the wife did this. And they're like, we have to do it. Like, it just doesn't feel like natural in any way. And yeah, and maybe that's, maybe that is like how you're saying, or maybe it is like an actual just cultural difference thing yeah. of how they would write and approach this. And because we're like, that doesn't make sense North to us. North America, we'd write this as he survives, he climbs. He has to train and come to back train. to save the wife and the yeah. kid. And he, yeah, which I'm glad, like, it's cool with the wife, but I would have made it so that the wife gets knocked in. Like well, it wasn't well, so they still have it because she leaves, and then he has to chase after. Which right, is yeah, also so. a weird decision after you make the decision. Right, yeah. He, she's willing. She, she's so dedicated to him that she will jump in and probably die to like mm-hmm. to possibly save him. But then when he, after a year of him being like, or however long it's supposed to yeah, be, because she's unquote, there's a part where she says another year has gone by yeah, without well, us and seeing kid, our son. Yeah. The kid is now older. Yeah. But, and, and what I'm saying is like, then time goes by, but then she loses that. Like I didn't quite, well, she starts to Michelle Yeoh's character. So yeah, Michelle Yeoh is also in this movie for like two minutes. Uh, she's like lives on the mountain and she lets them stay with her after they've, you know, gone down the river and, but she's like the one who's telling her, Oh, you know, your husband is like losing his fucking mind (laughs) over here. He's going crazy. And she follows him up to the mountains where he's supposedly training with these Kung Fu gods. Um, Yeah. The God of Wushu. Yeah. And and like, all she sees is him fighting himself and hitting himself and stuff. Except for that actually helps him. Because he's actually, it doesn't tell you whether or not like, I mean, from her perspective, he's fighting himself. Maybe he's actually training with the fucking Kung Fu God, but you can't see it. And yeah. that's the thing. I think that he's. This is this is where it doesn't make any, any sense as well because it's like doesn't come across anyway. He, I think that he's actually is supposed, yeah, he's supposed to, be to be. I think trans like trans somehow he's like sending? going to another dimension where yeah, he's and then he's fighting the god of wushu uh and the drunken god yeah the drunken they, god did crack me up when same. he's just like laughing at him taking his swigs and yeah. they're played by the, uh, the same actor no they're not the yeah. drunken god is gordon Liu. he's uh he's classic kung fu actor uh it's two different dudes what yeah, is that? Jay Chu. He, I know, but if you look on Letterboxd, it's two. It is two different actors. Jay Chu. All right, we have a. We so, have a, we have a problem here, guys. So the God of Wushu is played by Jay Chu, and I am assuming that and the old sage is Gordon Gordon Liu. Yeah, who is a famous kung fu actor. He's from like the Thirty Six Chambers of the Shaolin. I just want to make a um, announcement to 
all of our listeners that I made a mistake. I was just <laughs> following what IMDb says, and I will um, do my own research in the future. You might you might remember Gordon Liu. He was Pi May in the Kill Bill movies. So that's a more recent thing you might have 36 seen. Thirty Six Chamber. Those are good movies. Yeah, and he's like the main dude in those movies. So yeah. he's the old guy that's laying there and drinking. There's a lot of no. fun stuff in in those scenes. Yeah, I think those scenes are fun. They definitely get the bad CG backgrounds and stuff like that. So if that's going to that could take you out of the movie cuz it's dated, but I didn't mind that stuff. So I want to start back though to where we um have the wife carrying him up the mountain. Mm-hmm. I liked all this stuff. I thought this was all really cool. Like how the wife is dedicated to him and she like brings him up and she like does all this stuff. I what I oh, I think the mistake they make here is is by making him seem crazy and her leaving. Like why would they not like allow their connection is so strong. Yeah, it was so strong. You'd think that they would. And then he's uh, like, "No, you just got to trust me." And she's like, "Yeah, nah." <laughs> but like, you you'd think that like there is this there is this like undercurrent of like magic or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it that's happening. Why would they not let her in on that? Like they've they've already established of how connected they are, how loving they are, and how like important. well, he tells her that he's training with them, but then. Um, they tell him that nobody is allowed to come and watch or whatever, and she comes to see it. So uh, he's like, no, why would you do that? The gods told me I promised them I wouldn't bring anyone to watch or whatever to see it. I don't know. It's It feels like some sort of rule just to, so they can in- engineer the situation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. The whole stuff on the mountain is like, okay, I get it. You have to have this Period. Like classic training yeah you have to have this period thing. in the movie where he's like training and like it's getting come better back to, yeah. And yeah, it goes on way that. too long it goes on way too yeah, long yeah it does go on for it a long time. would have made way more sense it's like each sequence is a different weapon that they're training with and yeah yeah um dr Yu should have been way more involved they should have made her the guide to the wushu god yeah, of wushu. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. Like yeah. she should have been the guide. She's like, the one who lives on the mountain. And well, she doesn't even live on the mountain. Uh, there's a line in which his wife says, um, like Lee says, um, she's talking to Doctor Yu, and she is, Lee says, "Oh no, like the god of wushu, they come and they go, just like you do." Right. Like yeah, yeah. implying that. Yeah, because she goes and takes her herbs and she gives free medical care in the town yeah, exactly. somewhere nearby. So, like, Dr. Yu should have been, like, this If this, this should have been a magical mountain. And then Dr. Wu could have been this, like, in, in between. Yeah. And been like, good idea. no, trust trust your husband. Like, this is happening. No, instead, she's the one who's kind of like, your husband is fucking crazy. Yeah, I think that, crazy. that one little decision, I think, would have made... But even why even have Michelle Yeoh in that role? Because you, you... Well, she's so good. Like, she's, well, she's great, but I want to see her... I want to see more of her. I want to see her fight. Exactly, I mean, yeah. I, like, I don't want to see her show up as a doctor for two minutes and but, then... <laughs> but it would have been cool if they had to come back as, like, a like, like a group, like a trio. Yeah. And then they... Then they, they yeah. kick well, the fuck out of everybody. And that's mm-hmm. why I don't understand that, like, the wife wasn't training with him or something. She's just hanging out, <laughs> doing her thing. But she's he, making wine, dude. She's making that she's, good, good wine. She's making that really good wine. This movie is also an advertisement for alcohol. There's a lot of drinking in this movie. And it is not frowned upon. Yeah, I mean, they get into some of the, the drunkenness later, but... Uh, 
Yeah. And only to his benefit. <laughs> yes. Well, because as we know, the best way to fight is, is loaded to the tits. My other question is like, why is the stepbrother or I guess what is the stepbrother in I'm guessing years and years have gone by. Uh, I'm not sure how yeah, many Yeah, I think years. we're supposed to be at least a couple years have gone by while they're at that uh, mountain cabin. So the whole time he's just like, yeah. Just I'm, sitting here being evil. I'm going to get like evil, like venom filled <laughs> and be like dead looking. He also so- kills every single person <laughs> who talks to him in the movie other than his nephew. So like anytime any of his like subordinates come to him and they're like, they're like, hey, general, whatever, this governor, this happened. And then he fucking punches a hole in them, <laughs> whatever, which I thought was kind of funny. I was just like, what? Why would anyone, wouldn't they all like turn against this guy eventually? Like he, he just kills every single person. But he can't, ki- he can't, no one, can, no one can fight him. Yeah, I guess that's but true. My question is, but who's above him? The prince. Know. Yeah, the prince, I guess. And he's like, he's yeah, doing no, his own thing. I'm cool with this. <laughs> Word would have had to be gotten back to him by well, now. Which within is, those couple of years, yeah. yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because it's established at the beginning that Prince hates him. Mm. Yeah. So I think that that's another fault in the film where they're they have this magical thing with the uh, with with the brother in with the bro- Lee, right? Where like there's this like other. It's, it's not magic. It's like, but it's. Beyond human, like yeah, it's super, super supernatural, supernatural. supernatural. Yeah. So the supernatural thing with him, this is why they could have made the perfect like three people come back and attack him, which would have been rad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then built on that, like this other like kind of like fableish type supernatural thing. Well, yeah, and then and the, that's also where we get into the weird structure of the movie because at that point. You know, the wife leaves him the note. She's going back to try to get her son. Just wait for me here. I'll bring him back. This is when, coincidentally, he's finally finished fighting the the wushu god. I'm ready. And so he's like, all right, I'll just fucking chase her there. And he comes in. um, On horseback. On horseback. And I mean, the fight is really cool here. Um, You know, then he sends sends his guards away to, like, bury her alive in the woods so that nobody will know where she is except him. Um, how the fuck would he know? He wouldn't even know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, the son tells him, right? But it doesn't make any sense uh, why the son was like, "No, he has to stay alive." He has no idea. Yeah, he seems to have seen it somehow. He knows somehow. No. He, oh no, no. There's a scene where the uncle does tell him, like, oh, "I had your aunt fucking buried or whatever." But he doesn't know where. Yeah, he doesn't know where. He just knows that it's deep in the forest, which yeah. is as much as the son knows. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. <laughs> so if he killed him or didn't kill him, because. He's supposed to have all this guilt because he killed the he killed Lee. Mm-hmm. Because if if he didn't kill Lee, yeah, then he guilt. would know where right, he would know he would be able to find except her. Except it wouldn't have mattered if he hadn't if if he had kept Lee alive, Lee still would not have been able to lead him to mm-hmm. the body. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't track. Yeah, I mean, and that's the problem with a lot of the things going on in the movie, right? But here's the weirdness. So like they have this cool fight. They fight in that um, like pit sort of yeah. thing i thought that was really cool uh the fight is cool and everything he and then when he punches him in the throat to finish him and stuff all that was cool but then that was the hour 16 minute mark and so i'm like so the movie's over right like yeah. i honestly thought the movie's over i thought okay my favorite fight is this last fight yeah so like, i was watching it it's, and wrap, I was, it's all wrapping it's up. all wrapping up 
I, I pause it when they start when he arrived back at his his like home, um, when when uh, Sue did. Yeah, I was like, okay, I, I was like, okay, what's the timestamp on this? And I was like, is this gonna be a forty five minute fight like, sequence or, or like hour long? Because I could be sequence? into that. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, this is gonna be either amazing or terrible. Um, and then it turns out, no, it's not. It's like 15 minutes. And then there's a fucking second movie tacked onto this thing. Like I'm fucking, I'm like, I'm I'm in the Nickelodeon in 1910. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) It's really strange. So like he, then after he's killed him, him and the son run out into the woods to try to find her. They actually do somehow find her, but it's just a moment too late and she's suffocated to death. Should have held her Now let's go into like the other part of the movie he's now depressed and he's become a drunk a street beggar and he's yeah. a drunk this is a whole other thing him and his son are traveling around being beggars and so the weird thing is in the first movie he had to be trained by you know the the god of wushu mm-hmm. now he needs a new trainer but now he needs a new trainer and he has one fight oh that's why there's two names he's the he's the playing the drunken guy who trains him at the bar oh and he's, he's the, the wushu god he's the drunken he's both god. trainers he's not the drunk god he's not the sage old sage old he's sage the, who yeah, also seems who like drinks a, drunk. a bunch yeah <laughs> he's the drunken god so but now somehow he becomes a drunken master. Except there's mm-hmm. a line to the drunken ma- that the drunken god says, which he states, "You're not actually drunk. You just move. You, you move with it, right? Which that is apparently completely lost on Sue, <laughs> right? Because he is like, no, the more fucking brandy I drink, but but that was like in Drunken Master, the Jackie Chan movie." He has to drink. Yeah. But why? Except yeah, for he the, has to, you have to get to a certain level. Like of, you got to get a buzz. Of, yeah. Well, you have to be at like least beyond a buzz. You got to be at least a certain level so that you are loose, loose. and can move. Which and, actually kind of, I feel like makes sense for a person who drinks a lot is like everybody who drinks a lot knows like there's a certain spot where you hit where everything is perfect. And all it t- it's just it's one drink more, and you're, like, you're just gone, done, you're gone past that. But but most people like can't mm-hmm. not take that next drink, right. and then you lose everything. There's one there's one point where you're just like, this is perfect, right? <laughs> I feel great, I feel perfect, I'm on point, like everything is. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I'm just gonna have a sip, and it's like, <laughs> well now now I'm falling down. Now I can't drunken fight. <laughs> <laughs> like these guys I love drunken fight I, I love No it's, it's, yeah, fun. it's fun Like I enjoy the fight And the fights that he has Once he's in the drunken part of the movie They're all fun It's just like It's just such a weird Tacked on part of the story Because It, it just It doesn't make any sense it, There's no flow yeah. to the story There's right? no flow There's nothing You're supposed to gather He's in a depression He doesn't want to do anything He wants to which give, makes, give his which son makes away Which makes sense Because it's like Oh this I didn't see this coming Like but it's what, sad that his, his wife dies In the fucking movie But what does it shoehorn in? It, it shoehorns in The white people And the British Yeah Which, <laughs> right. which, which is, is what always has to happen <laughs> I, I know But like Watching that It's like watching It Man Because that's what happens But does so much well, better In It Man 
Oh, um, oh, 100%. It, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, it's It Man. But it, it's like the exact same thing. Like, well, that's the thing. You watch enough, of, the, watch enough of these kung fu movies, a lot of, you're going to see a lot of these same themes and ideas repeated in and some of them. this movie just does it way worse. Than, yeah, I mean, you know, if you've watched the very best ones, this isn't going to be counted among but them. But this isn't like, even fucking fun. Like I'm so depressed at this point watching the movie. I'm like, it's really melancholy at it this is, point. Because I'm like, okay, so this guy starts out being the best of the best, and not just like I don't mean like he's the best fighter. Like that's secondary almost to the fact that he's truly the best person, he's the best dude. Yeah. And then it it feels that it's unearned that he ends up being the shittiest person. Like you don't see him like struggle. You don't have a. There's no. There's no like like. Well, because there's a lot of there's a lot of time jumps. In but the there's movie, no right? like there's no like thing where he is like explaining how since the loss of his wife or like his mm-hmm. that like he he just can't. Yeah, go and I mean, on. I didn't have a, a trouble understanding why he was doing what he was doing, but yeah, I think you're right. Like there, in terms of a script and in terms of making you f- connect to these characters, it never really succeeds during any portion of the movie for me. No. And I think that, I don't know, like maybe we're, so, we're shown that men and it's always men in these movies. Um, they're shown to be great characters because of the physicality of what they do. Right. But we should also be shown that they're great men. If they are great men also based on their emotions and like how they, deal with things and how they talk about things and all that kind of stuff. Right. Cause they're, they're supposed to be these like well-rounded like leaders and all that kind of stuff. And you never get to see that part. Yeah. I mean, we get a glimpse of it at the beginning of the movie, how he's so respected by everybody and how he has such honor and but that his character. Falls and we apart. see, you know, yes, it Once all falls alone. apart. Well, I mean, and, and that could be the arc of the movie and that's okay. It's just that it's not really demonstrated in a way that, it feels like it, I don't know, comes through in an honest, dramatic way. Like I just felt like one, the last fight sequence where he's fighting all those wrestlers, it's sh- the, the blood and gore should have gone a little step further. Like, <laughs> well, th- I like was actually breaking. surprised how violent it was yeah, already sure. because we're already out well, of the I Hong Kong I want to see some like here. limbs breaking personally, <laughs> right. but also it's just like when it gets to the point where the crowd is like, get up, yeah, if he gets up, he wins. It's like, what movie are we watching? It all comes down to the end where it's like, if he gets up, <laughs> he wins. Well, that's the thing, because it just keeps sort of changing what it is, right? Well, also, you have to throw uh, David Carradine in there. Yeah, David Carradine yeah. shows up, one of his last roles, apparently. Um, he's the ringleader of these wrestlers. But the, I thought the funniest line during that whole sequence when he's fighting all these guys, first he's fighting one guy and then he beats that guy. So then they send in a couple more dudes to take him on and he's fighting two guys now. And then those guys pull out weapons and he's fighting them with weapons. And then, then when the guy does like a weird, like suplex to him, then somebody, at least the way it was subtitled on my, my version that I watched, somebody said, they're breaking the rules. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, I saw now that. they're breaking the fucking rules? They was, can't do that. It was fine when he, after he defeated the original guy, he had to fight multiple guys. That was cool. It was fine when they pulled out like knives and shit. That wasn't breaking the rules. <laughs> but then when you suplex the guy, that's, well, now they've gone too far. Well, and then they inject, the one guy gets injected with something. Oh, yeah. Also that. He gets injected with some sort of like 
what well, numbing yeah. kind of well no that's just a commentary on like our our, our current culture of St- athlete, steroids our athletes <laughs> who are um you know they ov- often come from uh impoverished disenfranchised communities and they're they're put into these roles of, almost as warriors um where they have to they have to fight and protect <laughs> often for a uh white man who is like their coach or their <laughs> general and they're often given these drugs that like like that like that allow them to go back onto the battlefield so and like it's the NFL I didn't say that <laughs> I didn't say that. The, I think the the uh, commentary in the film is really like, oh, see, these fucking white muscle dudes still have to cheat in order to be the honestly, <laughs> honestly, like they weren't even human; they were like animals. Yeah, because they, they were, he, you know, they open the cage and they're like, oh, yeah, let's go, yeah, let's go, and like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, let it, whoa, yeah. calm I'm, down. Yeah, you're fighting fucking Blanca. <laughs> yeah, but it was an, I felt like another thing where I was like. Okay, cool, David Carradine, that's cool, but like, why? It sucks so much when David Carradine... I was so taken out of everything. I was was fine with him being there, but but there was no reason for him to be there based on what was his role in the movie. Like, there wasn't anything about his part that was like, you know who we got to get for this? David Carradine. But there's always... all of these movies all always have a character as what like it man style like um like like time pieces or whatever where there is a um either uh like a chinese or asian person who is selling out their own people there always has to be that character and david carradine kind of like does that like half white half black it's not black half uh chinese f asian he plays that role of because there always has to be a character who is selling out their own people, and they are the worst of the worst. Yeah, sure. I even guess. In, even in something like um, Shanghai Shanghai Night Noon, like there's always that character right, right. of of he sided with the he sided with it, Imperial Dogs in It Man. There's all there's a yeah, character. That so it always happens. So I uh, I don't even get at the end. What does he win? I don't know the fighting contest. Oh, he no, he wins so that that um, like the white people will leave now. No, or? that that their school, <laughs> like their oh, everything is okay. shut down. Oh right, yeah, yeah, it's all shut down. So that, oh. that but does but doesn't make any sense because that fucking fight had no fucking rules. Yeah, there's there no rules. One guy, his loser friend. <laughs> oh yeah, and I forgot about if you get knocked off, you get eaten by tigers. Which that's a whole other element. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, this is part is weird too because it introduces us to this soldier character who is friends with Sue from their days in the army, and like Sue is like, "Hey, you got to take care of my son and shit," because I. But then that guy gets beat up in the fights really easily. So yeah, but he survives. But it was just like this weird thing where he's like, "Oh, Sue, we're such good friends," and it's like, "Oh, what? This is so fucking weird." Now we're he, introducing this guy at this stage of the movie. I think they show him at the beginning. He might have been there at the beginning, but, but there was nobody. so little time spent with and him. That's, okay, that's well, okay. he gave him his sword, didn't he? Yeah, he gave him his sword to take care at of the when, beginning. He, when he left. I, okay, so I think this movie has got a lot of faults. I think we've gone through them all. I mean, I think that, I just got one question. Does Wes like this movie? He told me he remembered the fights being really awesome, which I agree with that. The fights are cool. I, mean, I have no problem with Wes. with somebody making a pick, being like, hey, I remember this being awesome or good, and sure. then being like... Oh no! Actually, this kind of sucks. I mean, I'm just hoping his next pick will be better. Russ, you got to redeem yourself. I mean, um, this is from my point be, of view. Oh right, because you didn't like Conan either, no. and I love Conan. Uh, 
Uh, Before I I want I want to get kind of to wrapping this movie up, but I want to say, do you have a favorite? Uh, Dustin, say, do you have a favorite like scene, a fight scene that stands out for you, or just like a funny scene, anything that just is like, oh, this is good. Uh, I think probably the the final fight between him and his foster brother is probably the best. I mean, I really like when they get in that pit and they're kind of like having to yeah, when work they're their in way that down and up in that well pit or whatever. I thought that was really fun. I thought that was fun. That, um, that, but most of the fight shit was really good. Like, so that stuff goes to what we seem to really like, which is close quarter fights. Yeah, but that added a whole other element where oh, you had totally. to like keep yourself up without falling. That was, yeah, that was like, pretty sick. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, I, I will say too, before we move on, just that I think the production design and like the costuming and all that the sets and the locations are all really good and the movie looks really good for the most part i feel like they poured a lot of money into costume and sets yeah like it, and it does shine through yeah uh, they could have just written a better story yeah they, that was the and the problem. some of the cgi took me out of it right yeah so uh for me um i like that i like that whole fight with his brother with lee um, I thought that I, I, at first I thought them going down the well was going to be lame, but I really ended up liking it. Like yeah. The huge jumps and the fighting and all that kind of stuff. And then I love the drunken fight when he's like learning yeah. the mm-hmm. drunken yeah. stuff. It's fun. Where they're falling down like multiple stories, like inside mm-hmm. the. I, I also love. Always got to hang on to your jug too yeah. so you can take another swig. <laughs> and that set, like the setup with like how there's this open space in the middle, I believe it is where they can like fall down and like go back up. I, I really liked all that stuff. I think on paper, like you said earlier, there's a lot of really good shit here that yeah. seems like it, it could be a really good movie. It's just not structured in a way that it, it comes together. I don't think and I don't want to take anything away from the talents of any of the people in this movie. Like, oh yeah, yeah. They are all, I think all the performers are doing great oh, work yeah, in terms of the martial arts and everything else. Yeah. They're all incredibly talented talented people like i i it, it feels like a different level when you talk about actors like this like you have to just be like no they're they're great and what they do is like astounding it's it's I mean, physically like for some people who are really love kung fu movies they'll you know there's probably some people who are really good enjoyment out of this movie and like if you're a hardcore kung fu fan you should probably see it if you're just a casual martial arts movie watcher person this is maybe not gonna go to the top of the list of things you need to watch i don't think but james did you have a sequence that you really like um i think the whole stepbrother thing like like you guys are saying uh with the well or the tunnel or the pit uh and then i do like the drunken master stuff in the the establishment um i like that I like that because I felt like it was just a completely different movie. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I like this version of this movie. Right. So. I mean, when I, when I step back and look at the movie, like while watching it, it was very jarring to get taken into these different segments of the story. Mm-hmm. But like when you step back, you can kind of see what they wanted the whole arc of the movie to be. This sort of saga of this guy that started in one place and ended up in a very different place and he's getting trained by these different gods for to different disciplines. It's just that the way that it, it plays out on screen, it's like a very sudden it feels like very sudden shifts. Like it doesn't feel like organic when it moves from one part to the next. Yeah, I mean the, the other thing I got from it is just that uh, 
neither one of this kid's parents gave a shit about him. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the message, doesn't it? Like, yeah, at I, all. Feel, I feel so bad for this fucking kid, man. And, and then you got the uncle, too. On top, he's raised, he leaves him to be raised by his evil uncle. Yeah. The wife's like, yeah, okay, peace out. See you later. We'll come back for you. And that was the other funny thing is that the, the line they kept repeating was like, our family will never be apart. I'm like, I don't think they those words mean what they think they mean because they've only been apart. Yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, this, he's, he's, has every, uh, ingredient to be a supervillain. Like this kid. Like yeah, he, yeah. He's. For sure. He should be. I'll tell you this. I'll fucking root for him. Because <laughs> he's right. Fuck everyone. Some chronicle shit right here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his, his mom leaves him, abandons him there. Then when they do come back for him. The mom dies and the dad becomes a drunken loser and is just like, hey, fuck, you know, fend for yourself, man. And then tries to give him away. (laughs) And tries to give him away. So so I personally find the father, like the main character, unredeemable. Like, I just don't buy any of it. I have no sympathy for him. He he might have been a great man at one point. Right. Like, it all falls apart at at the time. Not the tiniest little bit of conflict, but like he he should have been a better person. The other thing at the end where it's like, and he went on to teach the drunken master technique. Right, and right. That's like the, this is the legend of I'm like, what? Yeah. It wants to be like this big fable. It's just. A, well, it's trying to be like it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. It's a poor man's it, man. I mean, this is, I think this is, came out prior to it, man. But yeah, I mean. Still a poor man's it. <laughs> no, no, no doubt. Uh, uh, before we. Go to our ratings. Mm-hmm. I want to do a thing where, regardless of what our ratings are, I think we should say whether we recommend people watching it or not watching it if they haven't seen it. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, if you're a hardcore kung fu fan and you haven't seen it, then yeah, you probably are going to want to watch it because the fights. I think the fights are pretty awesome, and there's there's a good number of them in the movie. But if you're just a casual movie watcher enjoy martial arts movie from now and again then yeah i don't think you need to see so dustin says donald trump this bitch fast forward to the fight scenes yeah yeah so that's Uh, that's it we're gonna call that a donald trump movie okay from now on (laughs) and i wouldn't recommend this movie i would say there's lots of other movies that are way better kung fu movies like 36 chamber yeah go watch that yeah some good shit. Um, or go watch Drunken Master. Or Five Deadly Venoms, which or we did Or Five on this Deadly show. Venoms. Yeah, I agree with James. I'd say. I mean, there's plenty watch, of classic stuff if, to watch. Yeah, if you've got a. If you're going to watch a movie, if you want to watch, like, like wire work and you want to watch classic Chinese action films, um, skip this. Watch Five Deadly Venoms. Watch. Uh, Wow, John, you give the you give the action a five. That's that's pretty low. <laughs> I don't think it was pi- that bad. The movie pissed me off. I think. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I it's I, a rating is so like in the mo like, it's so separated from like reality. Like it's <laughs> ratings are stupid. Like I've <laughs> I've said this so many times. Like we James Mutum. We <laughs> this is all for fun, right? Of course. Um, it's for fun, but we take it seriously. We take this shit serious. I'd say sk- <laughs> I'd say skip this movie, 
please go watch something else. Yeah, watch like uh, Thirty Six Chamber or watch uh, Drunken Master. Watch with Drunken Jackie Master. Chan. Go watch Drunken um, Master. You'll be so much happier. Yeah. That's true. Oh yeah. So much happier. Um. And I, yeah. All right. Well, let's do our ratings. Uh, I say uh, my reaction is a four, and overall is a four. I just I can't recommend this movie. Uh, I think all the actors are are. are incredibly talented and that's the one thing I, I keep wanting to say this right it's like it's like we've talked about our love for um and respect for stunt actor like stunt people mm-hmm. and how we need to elevate them um and in a lot of ways when we watch these films what we're really watching is we're watching uh actors who are stunt people um so this is to take nothing away from who they are or their what the abilities, w- yeah. abilities and skills. what they give it's that this movie is not the best mm-hmm. use of their skills yeah. um and, and 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 yeah there's better there's better things out there fair enough dustin uh my reaction's a four my overall score is a 4.6 fucking loved it loved oh, it i gave the action an eight because i thought i did think the fight scenes were awesome but i like i said i i enjoy wire foo stuff i think there's like sort of a grace to it that's really cool um, but this guy loves not for ballet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my reaction is a four overall. Four. Um, I think everybody's to blame in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you know sometimes you just you want to spread the blame around even evenly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that there's some good acting. The story is weak. Um, yeah, I see. It's and all the over thing. the place. Like, it's not the acting, right? Like if if the script had been better, I feel like you know the actor playing Sue, he would have had a chance to maybe be a little bit more personable and charming. I mean, I have no idea what it feels like to be an actor and you start a movie and then you realize what the fuck (laughs) what are we doing here is this about (laughs) i mean you're already you got to get that paycheck i get it so (sighs) (laughs) here we are here we are so so what does that put it so overall 4.2 well this is a tie we got resident evil at 146 we got hobbs and shot 147 all right, so this is right ahead of Miami Connection, dangerously low, and yeah, Miami uh, Connection right behind better. Half Past Dead. Sorry, sorry, Martial Law at uh, one forty-five. Oh, I, I'm, yeah, yeah, Martial Law. Yeah, that's right. Martial Law is ahead of this, eh? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think this is a better movie than Martial Law, but it, it is what it is now. Yeah. So, like, and that's the other thing is like you need. We need to take into consideration the fact that we're human beings who rate things like yeah we're rating in the moment right in the moment like it's like who yeah. this is why I always start the episode off by saying like it's this fucking list of <laughs> yeah but I mean you get into this stuff and it's like if you take a bunch of these and you just mix them up and throw them <laughs> yeah. whatever order they end up in you're like yeah it sounds about yeah, right James, yeah you're right <laughs> I'd put this behind both of those movies Resident Evil and Hobbs and Shaw they're both more entertaining well made movies than this I mean Hobbs and Shaw is long it is long but it had, it had but fun it's got sequences. that truck thing it's got right? that truck thing going on <laughs> so I'd put this behind I'll go first I'll say I'm gonna put this behind Hobbs and Shaw because how ridiculous Hobbs and Shaw is and how much I hated <laughs> yeah, you didn't a like lot it of the all. scenes. Yeah, you really hated it. 
because they're fucking stupid. <laughs> this movie is just as ridiculous and unbelievable. Like, in the sense of like, I don't believe the characters would act this way. Right. Hobson saw was just like physics doesn't work this way. Yeah, but I mean, physics doesn't work in wire foo either, right? It doesn't. But I let it go in wire foo. Mm-hmm. You rate movies differently based on what you're sure. watching. So I'm just gonna say behind both of those. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I think we all agree. Yeah, it should go behind them both. Which makes it the new number what? 48. 148. Wes, coming in low on this one. Coming in low. <laughs> Wes, we're watching you. <laughs> no, we're not. He's paid us to watch this. It's Fuck. Fu- it's fine. <laughs> Wes, what's your next pick? Can't wait. Thank you very much. May I have another? <laughs> May I have another? Well, next week's going to be a big old fucking free-for-all. A Dustin-controlled free-for-all. Oh, you fuckers are in for it. Oh, no. <laughs> this saw motherfucker is going to make us do some kind of like tasks and shit. No, we're going to make you watch all of the Saw movies before oh, next no. week. <laughs> well, get ready for somebody to talk about five Saw movies that he's never seen. Because I, I'm just not going to do it. Um, no, your guys' homework is to watch Night Killer on Tubi. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try to watch Night Killer. I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon. Uh, where you can get extra bonus content. Check us out on Instagram, Action Action Podcast, and we will see you next week.